BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Birch, coming to you, as always, from my closet in Joshua Tree, California. In today's episode, I am going to turn the reins over to Allie Foyt, an attorney in our tax practice. Allie has the exciting job, and keep in mind, people, we are lawyers, so it's all relative here, of tracking nationwide state incentives for hydrogen investment and production. Allie, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Megan. I'm really happy to be here. So I asked Allie to come on the show and share her insights on notable developments in the hydrogen tax benefit landscape for our great 50 states. It's going to be a lot of information in a little bit of time. So with that, Allie, I think the best place to start is with a little bit of a level set. Absolutely. Um, I know that hydrogen has been a very exciting time to research and tap and track hydrogen in the state and local tax world, mostly because there has been so much advancement and technological development in this area. And new innovative projects and applications are driving a lot of states and local municipalities to consider and offer incentives designed to attract hydrogen projects to locate and invest in their region. That being said, hydrogen technology has been in the works for decades. So there are states out there who were early adopters and have incentives in the form of state and local tax benefits or grant programs or abatements on the books as far back as 20 or 30 years ago. Let's talk about that. What are some of the key developments that you're seeing emerging in this state tax space? Probably the best way to approach thinking about state and local incentives for hydrogen is with two buckets. The first one, focus on the types of projects that states are choosing to incentivize. And then second, to focus on the types of benefits that states are using to incentivize development in their region. Allie, can you tell us more about that? So of the different types of projects incentivized, the three that I'll discuss today are, first, incentives only for hydrogen production. The second are incentives for the consumption of hydrogen power technology. And the third area is incentives for hydrogen, which is derived from renewable energy sources. This type of incentive is really targeted towards the production of hydrogen which in turn is designed to incentivize more growth and adoption of technology. One of the states that most recently adopted an incentive for hydrogen production was Utah earlier this year, adopted a statute allowing a refundable corporate and individual income tax credit for hydrogen production. Credits in the Utah incentive are actually available, importantly, to both green and blue hydrogen projects. In other words, the incentive works for hydrogen, which is produced both from renewable and non-renewable resources, such as natural gas. Another type of project, which has been targeted by state and local incentives, are 
project which involves the consumption of hydrogen-powered technology. A lot of these are consumer-level incentives, for example, a motor vehicle sales tax exemption for the purchases of hydrogen-powered cars. But some states have adopted some consumption incentives on a larger scale. South Carolina is an example. They recently adopted a sales tax exemption for any device which is operated by hydrogen fuel cells or used in the manufacture or development of hydrogen. So the third area where we are seeing state target incentives for hydrogen is for the use of hydrogen, which is derived from renewable energy sources only. In other words, green hydrogen. Alabama, Iowa, and South Dakota are all examples of states which adopted hydrogen incentives directly into each of their state's respective green energy programs. States that have taken this route for incentives, those incentives are really targeted towards projects that use biofuels or other renewable energy sources. Allie, thanks for giving us the rundown of the projects we need to be watching. What about the benefits for these projects? What's going on in that space? Sure. There are four categories of benefits that we've seen a lot of movement in the state incentive area. Property tax abatements are one of the most powerful benefits that we often help our clients negotiate, usually either a partial or full property tax exemption, usually in exchange for a commitment for a certain number of jobs or capital investments. Montana has a property tax exemption for certain machinery and equipment that use hydrogen in certain renewable energy applications. Although typically these property tax abatements can be negotiated to cover more broad industrial development. The second type of benefit, sales tax exemptions. Usually these are very helpful for expensive purchases of materials for construction or production in hydrogen development. New York is a good example. They allow a complete sales tax exemption for commercial fuel cell electricity generating systems. And then they further exempt such systems from property tax in the state. The third category, franchise or income tax credit. These often serve very nicely with federal tax credits, such as those under Section 45Q for carbon capture. Virginia has an income tax credit that is offered on a per-job basis for each employee that is in hydrogen or fuel cell technology industries. Texas offers a franchise tax credit for power plants which generate electricity using natural gas or fuel cells which use hydrogen. So these franchise income tax credits could be structured differently. The fourth category are local level incentives. Usually these are in the form of grants or even a land grant. We've also worked with some clients to negotiate at the municipal level for commitments to help build a pad site or build out roads or utilities offered by the local municipality as a further incentive for development of a hydrogen project in the region. All right. So, Ellie, I didn't actually ask you to come on this podcast to talk about federal level incentives, but given everything that's going on with the infrastructure proposal at Congress, I'm going to make you do it anyway. So... <laughs> Let's talk about the federal level. What are just a couple of things that 
folks should be mindful of? Well, I've mentioned this a few times, but I'm going to just mention it once more here that a lot of times the incentives are even crafted or designed to pair with federal level incentives. Hydrogen and carbon capture technology did receive some strong support in the infrastructure bill. An important note about that bill is that the findings of Congress, which are listed at the top of the bill, provide that states should consider waiving ad valorem and property taxes for different carbon capture infrastructure projects. Many states actually already do under more broad abatement or exemption provisions for manufacturing and industrial development. But we expect to see more movement on this, especially with the federal nudge, which might not be nearly as powerful as the strong potential investment in this area. Well, I guess we'll all have to keep our eyes open. That's fair. That's fair. We would hate for a potential exciting hydrogen development to miss out on exciting possible tax spending opportunities related to property tax abatement, tax credits, or incentives. Thank you, Allie. Well, with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. Is there anything else you want to share with folks before we wrap up the episode? Well, I'll just first say thank you for having me, Megan. And uh, a little reminder to all of your listeners to not forget about planning for state and local incentives and other possible opportunities related to any forthcoming hydrogen development. I think your big takeaway for today is everyone listening should take out their notepad or their post-its and just write salt on it and put it on their bulletin board and keep it in mind and your work here will have been done. Yeah, if I could get people as excited about state and local tax, then yes, mission accomplished. Okay, folks, that is all for today's episode. If you have any questions, there's a darn good chance Allie or our tax team knows the answer. Her contact information is in our episode notes, along with more information about our tax practice here at BakerBots. So I am Megan Burge, and thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. For over 180 years, through 13 offices in nine countries, BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.